Hello everyone and welcome to season one part two of Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week we'll be discussing all things Drag Race related, spilling the tea on some of the most iconic moments throughout history and hearing from some of the most legendary past contestants. For those of you who have been listening to Snatched, you'll know by now that my name is Sam Dampshness and I am the associate editor of Gay Times and I'm also joined by... Oh. I don't think I need any introduction at this stage. <laughs> well, that breathtaking voice is our very own fashion queen, Umar Sawa, who is the fashion editor at Gay Times. I mean, when it comes to the world of drag, the conversation never stops. The teapot is always brewing and stewing, bing, bang, bonging, and I'm excited to look back at some chaotic moments. You know me, I love the chaos, the drama, the conflama, I mean... Well, what are we waiting for? Uma, are you ready to sing sang song? I'm ready to ding dang dog, I'm ready. I'm ready! On this week's episode of Snatched, we will be reflecting on the best musicals throughout Drag Race history, and speaking with another special guest star who we will reveal later on. Before we dive in, Uma, are you actually a fan of musicals or not? Well, Samuel, I would say kind of. I mean, I live for the drama and I live for a musical number. The musicals that come to my mind, I would say Wicked. Mm. I love defying that gravity. That's the killer moment. I mean, Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray. (laughs) What an icon. (laughs) Her strutting the streets of Baltimore. I mean, I love to see that. So... Uh, yeah, I've dabbled. I've dabbled yeah. in a bit of a Broadway West End moment or two. Um, how about you? Are you um, are you down for the glitz and the razzle dazzle of the theatre world? Hmm. Um, honestly, I'm not a musical person. <laughs> how dare <laughs> you? I I'm revoking your gay card as oh. of now. How dare you? Oh, I know. But there's a few I like, all right? So my definitive musical, honestly, and I'm probably going to get hate for this, but it is High School Musical too. I just fucking love that shit. I mean, Troy, Bolton. Sharpay with Fabulous. Yep, and do you remember Humanumanuka Waka Wapa? I mean, it doesn't come to the top of my head, (laughs) but on that lane of musicals, if you're going to include that genre, I mean, Cheetah Girls, Ah! phenomenal... Chica. I mean, that is quintessential music in my eyes. Chica's friends for life. The, yeah, so many classics. Yeah, to be honest, I'm more of a musical person when it's um, a film, not actually, like, in the theatre. I, I get you there. A movie adaptation. I mean, Cheetah Girls in Barcelona with the strut <laughs> and Pablo yeah. with the guitar. I mean, that was everyone's childhood. So it's, it's one of those things. I'm not a massive theatre buff, but one mm. or two will catch my attention. Okay, well, it's a good thing we're both massive theatre buffs then, because we are going to be talking about musicals. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. So obviously, musicals have become a like a staple challenge, right, for Drag Race. Just like Snatch Game, the ball, the lipstick extravaganza to a RuPaul song in the finale. You know, is this an element of the show you actually like or not? Be ruthless. I would say over the years we've seen it done really well, and we've seen some middle of the road adaptations, musicals. I would say, yeah, I look forward to it. I think when it's done right, when there's comedy and a good theme that underpins it all, I think I I do look forward to it. How about you? Yeah, 
I love it. It's separating the the drag queens, you know, from who could potentially be America's next drag superstar, right? Because to be honest, not everyone who's won the musical has gone on to win the crown, but they've been uh, a contender to win. And it's just another thing, isn't it? Where if you do well, you're shooing for that final three. The first musical we had, Shade, uh, which memorably saw powerhouse vocals from the likes of Adore Delano and Courtney Act. I feel like that was a good stepping stone for the franchise. Did you like that one? From my memory, I think Ben de la Creme with the fish oil, mm. that was a good moment. And I think, was it actual live vocals from the queens themselves? So I think you're right. We saw, we saw Courtney and Adore really show off their pipes and really flesh out that kind of American Idol, Australian Idol storyline they have. So that was a good moment. And I do agree with you because there's a lot of emphasis on Snatch Game being like the pinnacle turning point on the show but I do think a rusical stage number is more in line of like what a drag queen does on their day-to-day so done right it just catapults them into that kind of like hall of fame of like being a show queen and there's outfits you know there's vocals there's um songs I mean I know we said we well I know I said I wasn't much of a theatre person but this, this is enough to convert me. I, I just get so excited for it every season. And season six was kind of like a, a template of sorts. You know how like season two for Snatch Game was kind of like introducing people to the rusical aspect of the show. That one was kind of a stepping stone because I don't think we've seen a rusical that's like it since. It's kind of like every rusical we have now kind of pays tribute to celebrities. You know, we've had the Kardashians, the Trumps, Cher, Madonna. Uh, which I like a bit more. I like when it focuses on a specific pop culture moment rather than bring in a bit, like, make up make up its own storyline, uh, to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. I'm going to ask you a question. Oh. So, in terms of season six, from, from season six to the current season, hmm. there's been a change in the delivery of musicals. So, like, I think some of the seasons, they hired, a, like, a female singer who sang all the verses... And then the queen just lip-synced to it. But then also, in some seasons, the queens are expected to kind of deliver their raw vocals. So which one do you prefer when it comes to viewing the musical? I like when the queens have their own vocals. Oh, interesting. I'm, okay, girl, so uh, you enjoyed the vocal stylings of Trinity K. <laughs> no, but I liked watching her... Flop. Mm. I, I don't, oh, I don't mean it that badly. But like, you know how sometimes in Drag Race history that there is such bad performances in in a challenge that it becomes iconic in a way. I prefer that. Like, for example, in Glamazonian Airways, when Katja kind of fucked up doing the the spoken word bit at the start, that would have been funnier if she had to say that whole thing and fucked it up. You know. <laughs> Uh, I sound so mean. Like, I want the queens to fuck. I don't, but it, I want I mean, the television. who died and made you Andrew Lloyd Webber? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Because I think, obviously, we're going to talk about some of these musicals a bit later. But especially the Madonna musical, when <sighs> every queen had their own vocals, it just, it felt like it was more their moment in the ensemble. So mm. I agree. I think I'm all here for original vocals. Yeah. I mean, the Madonna one. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm still thinking about it now, like, one year later. I mean, that was just <sighs> supreme, right? I mean, oh, Crystal gosh. Methods, Ray of Light, Era Madonna. Oh, my God. Made me laugh. And she was like... I... 
<laughs> when she was Go like on. hippie, dippy song sing song. <laughs> it's when she emerged from like uh, the judging panel, like waving her arms. I uh, I like honestly, I've I cried. I thought it was so so funny. All right, I'm gonna make a, a big statement here. That's my all time favorite performance in a musical because it just made me laugh. Yeah, I agree. It was just yeah, perfection. I mean perfection. What's your favorite all time performance in a musical? There's been so many. I mean, you know, I am a Kardashian super fan. Yeah, so is. that's the musical close to my heart. So I would say Alexis's version of Kris Jenner, Momager. I think that was a standout moment for me. She would have won that challenge if she wasn't wearing that ski ch- oh, jumper bro. thingy, midjiggy, the... Yeah, no, that was a great one. Uh, my other picks are Shangela's eerily accurate Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that one where she was like, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> We'll get on to that in a bit. Um, who else was on that ensemble? Was it? Ben de la Creme is, uh, Julie Andrews shaking her. Iconic. What a crossover for the books. Chi-Chi Devane, Patti LaBelle. That was high energy. I love to see that. Yeah, but can I also say, I was pissed off that episode because she ranked low. Well, that's the thing we're going to get onto in a bit because <laughs> Rusicals are the episodes that cause the most polarising reactions because it turns out the queen that performs probably the best in the musical doesn't take the win because something else doesn't match up whether it's the runway or something else so i mean that's a recurring thing well come on then examples examples well alexis number one but also i mean face crack jan i don't know i feel Mm. like I think Gigi won that fair and square in my eyes, but I mean, that was um, that was a social media, you know, backlash moment, wasn't it? Yeah, to be honest, I feel like Jan's performance was very, like, Tony Award winning, right? She could get a Tony for that. But Gigi's was more, because she had stunts, she had the flips and all that kind of stuff, it was more perfect for Drag Race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, looking back, I feel like Jan was, like, the diehard bridesmaid at mm. the wedding. Or the sister of the bride or something. Where she's Mm. giving it her all. Like, it's like... You can see the effort and the precision in everything she's doing. But then there was something about Gigi that was just effortless. Like, the way she glides on that stage. Mm. The way she was lifted up. Her platinum hair. It was kind of like... It was like Jackie Kennedy versus Marilyn Monroe. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to ask you the following question then do you think uh, a contestant needs to have great vocals in order to succeed in these challenges because obviously jan is a singer she's a singer songwriter you know um but she didn't win Gigi, i'm not sure if she is like a classically trained singer or anything but she took the win so what do you think i think it's a crossover i think it's partially the look partially the vocal and partially stage presence and i think it's like the whole package isn't it it's like the x factor you can't put your finger on what makes it so memorable. So, Uma, what do you think makes a great musical then? Do you agree with what I said earlier? Does it need to be focusing on a pop culture moment or a specific family dynasty? Because we both love Madonna and the Kardashians, right? 
and we don't seem yeah. to really like the farmer rusical one or social media the unverified rusical like what do you think uh, i'm gonna put it out there social media was the worst one i've ever seen oh i agree with you i think there needs to be a cultural undertone and there needs to be an element of parody because yeah. i mean we look at the kardashian rusical that's like a whole pop culture phenomenon the Madonna, obviously, gay icon. Then the Divas lip sync, whether it's Shangela, it's Mariah, Trixie, yeah. Dolly Parton, Amy Winehouse, Aja. I thought there were so many reference points. And I think that's like drag gold, isn't it? When it is a form of parody, it mm-hmm. is a form of like comedy in that sense. So I do yeah. think so. Because I feel like other musicals, like you mentioned... Was it pharmaceutical? I wasn't really here for her. Pharmaceutical. Oh my God. I'm sorry, Uma, but that was just, I think, who came up with that shit? I'm sorry. That was not funny. Like, what? Taking the format of like drug infomercials and then transforming them into drag puns that became songs? Yeah. Like, what the? I, I had no idea what was going on the whole fucking time. Totally agree. And also, like, was it Trump the musical? Even though that was pop culture it just it didn't feel it didn't feel camp enough and what's more camp than divas okay so we've spoken about who we we loved in the school so i'm gonna throw it out there um who do you think flopped like specifically contestants i don't want to say it because i love her but i think i think musicals never have done capture justice because in Glamazonian Airwaves, it was clear she just didn't know what she was saying. Yeah. And then also in her street, the musical, her Diana out of the pack was the least well-received. I'm going to come into Katja's defence here now. Come on, you're not going to be able to do Diana, Princess Diana, justice in a musical. Like, no offence to her. Like, she's not funny. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I love all women participating in that moment. Katja and Diana. I feel like... Mm-hmm. It was not Katya's fault, but I think she was given the role with the least amount of grit and meat. What about Alaska in that performance, though? Because at the start of it, her mouth wasn't going with the words. But and I she loved, was safe. Oh, no, I loved Alaska in that. <gasps> she was giving me biblical Britney. Yeah, but I still want biblical Britney to know the fucking words. But then also, that that is a good note that you picked up on, because... Some queens who don't know the words, like RuPaul and Michelle, give them the death stare. But then there's yeah. other queens like Alaska and also Kennedy. I notice Kennedy a lot of the times when it comes to lip syncing in the musicals, her mouth doesn't really fully <laughs> say what the words are saying. But then no one bats an eyelid. So, yeah. I mean, one rule for some, yeah. one rule for others. True. I mean, but if we're talking about <laughs> worst performances, come on. Cynthia Lee Fontaine as Kim Kardashian. <laughs> what was that? What oh, was she like, doing with that? That was mouth? an example of excessive lip movement. That oh, just... my God. <laughs> also, the look. I will never <laughs> forgive Cynthia's look. Like, Kim has never been that covered up. <laughs> Wasn't it like a black fucking turtleneck? <laughs> Dress. Yeah, like... I was like... <laughs> I was like, what, Cynthia? Oh, God. Go home. Uh, <laughs> and also, not to drag season 13 queen of the moment, but Candy Muse with the floppy wig and messy <laughs> delivery on social media, the musical. Um, maybe yeah. that was a bit of a womp womp moment. 
Okay, well, without further ado, we are going to present our top five at Rusicals and Drag Race history. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Are you I'm excited, Diva? So yeah, I'm so ready for this. My jazz hands are shaking. <laughs> Number five, Glamazonian Airways from season seven. <laughs> I mean, girl. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely musical styling um, mm. to kick off our little top five moments. So what do you love about Glamazonian Airways? I love the song, actually. Ooh. I, yeah, and I know before I said I, I kind of liked it when it was more of a pop culture moment, but I really liked the song. Glamazonian Air. Do you know what I mean? It had like a, it was catchy. And I love the bit when all of the air hostesses were kind of huddled together screaming about there's a man on the wing of the plane. Like, I just love that whole bit. The screaming. <laughs> We're like, ah! ah! No. <laughs> My standout moment <laughs> from all of that yeah. was Jasmine Masters, where she's like, she just, she sashays across the stage <laughs> and she says, he blindfolded me and spoke unspeakable things. And then she bursts into like monster sounds. I oh, mean, yeah. And it like, rah, 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 yeah, rah, rah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who else was funny in that risk? I, I mean, I liked Mrs. Kasha Davis. I actually think she should have taken home the win for this one. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that is a common thought on Reddit. Because like, didn't she come in with the the whistle and the pointing and all that stuff? That that was yeah. kind of a, a funny moment. Who do you think won that, actually? Because it was divided into two, wasn't it? It was Team Trixie versus Team Ginger. Who do you think won it for you overall? No, I really liked Mrs. Cush Davis. I think she should have taken him to win. I think she could have won alone on her facial expressions. I actually think Mrs. Cush Davis should have won this. To be quite honest with you, I was really flabbergasted when they called Ginger Minja's mm. name out for the win. I don't know how you feel about that, but I just think Mrs. Cush Davis could have won on facial expressions alone. I agree. But what I will say is, watching it, I think Ginger Minja actually looks really gorgeous. Like, her beat and her wig, and when she was in the middle, charging down that runway. I was like, okay, Ginger. Ginger with the fire minge. I mean, she she gave me looks. Like you said, I thought she looked gorgeous in that blonde mm. and, like, brown streaked wig. She mm. looked divine. Oh. Number four, Kardashian, the musical from season nine. Oh, my God. Thank you for that... Gorgeous vocal introduction, Uma. Yeah, Kardashian the musical. I love this one. So many queens could have won. So I feel like many. Peppermint is Britney. Oh, Shay is Black China. Alexis is Chris Kardashian. And I mean, no, I, I love this musical. I'm gonna be honest. I'm really tired of the whole Nina Benina Brown should have been Black China comment. I'm like, girl, let it go. <laughs> like, well, who brought it up? There's been so many more <laughs> moments and memes and stuff. I'm like. It just doesn't that uh, I just don't like that quote. But what I will say is I love the Kardashians. I mean, let's address the crazy <laughs> Cynthia Lee Fontaine doing a Kim Kardashian impression. I mean, minus that, I mean Peppermint as Britney, Trinity as Paris Hilton, yeah. Eureka as Northwest, which I mean Problematic, um, but we'll just uh, gloss over it. And again, 
That didn't make any sense to me. Ugh, I didn't like that. Her verse was funny. You know, Alexis took the win in my eyes. No, actually, Shake Kalei as Black China. I, I mean, everyone was flawless. Everyone was amazing. And I think the only thing that let them down was Pheromone's inability to clap. Oh my God, Farrah. Farrah. Even Sasha Valor as Lindsay Lohan. That was bloody great. I, yeah, I think so many queens could have taken a win for this. But I do think that Shay ultimately triumphed because her runway and the way she performed as Black China. To be honest, I still don't even know who most of these people are. Oh, girl. But yeah, no, I love this. I love this one. I love this musical. Love. So. And also, I feel like when we were saying in terms of original vocals um, versus, like, pre-recorded vocals from a singer. I think for this one, whoever was singing the track, their accents and all the verses was really was really good. I, I think this was, like, a flawless musical, mostly. Number three, Diva's Lip Sync Live, All Stars 3. Uh, I mean, girl, after that vocal drop, I mean, you should be a part of this lineup. You should be one of the divas that are being honoured. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know. Give me a Grammy already. Uh, yeah, I, I love Divas Lip Sync Live. This is where it starts getting really difficult, right? Numbers three to one. Because I just love in this one, there were so many different types of divas showcased. So it felt different to everything we've ever seen. Ben De La Creme as Julie Andrews. Come on. Oh, and Chi-Chi Devane is playing the bell. Chandra is my carry. This was top notch, I would say. I think all of the musical moments from this season were flawless. Even Thorgy Thor as like Fleetwood Mac Stevie Nicks. I know it didn't go down that well, but I think even she kind of gave the kookiness in that. And what I loved about this actual musical was seeing RuPaul's original songs like Jealous of My Boogie, I Guess We're All Born Naked and the Rest is Drag, all that stuff. It was good to see that remix. I would actually stream and buy an album from that whole musical. If that made it into a soundtrack, I think I'd be here for it. It was a great musical. It was great. I mean, Kennedy is Janice. <laughs> I think when someone went to grab her boobs, she was like, don't you try it, bitch. She was great. She was great. And I like I like that bit. You know, the... But I know we mentioned Chandra before, so we won't go into it. But I just mean, I, I rewound her verse so many times when it first aired. Like, just her introduction. And Vanessa Williams, our favourite icon on the judging panel. It was just like, it was Chandra's moment, I think. Number two... History of the world, all stars too. Again, thank you so much for that vocal warm up. That was lovely. History of the world, then. Now, this is an all star cast. I mean, they weren't fucking about when they did this one. Um, and kind of like the Divas Lip Sync Live, it had a variety of different iconic, influential figures, which I liked. Girl, I agree. I mean, who stood out for me in that one? I mean, Alyssa Edwards as Annie Oakley. When she was like, grab your gun, bang, bang. <laughs> I mean, I love that. And I'm I Oakley. mean, from that musical, <laughs> we got, you know, Alyssa's rehearsal, where she's running around the workroom acting like a a Bond villain spy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. fab. Yeah, and even detox with the Marie Antoinette, you know, let them eat cake, 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 cake. I think what we witnessed yes. is 
Like, you can tell from Divas, the lip sync, and her story of the world. Like, this is all stars. And I think they just gave it that, like, extra oomph. So it was really good. Number one, Madonna, the unauthorized musical from season 12. Wow. So, I mean, I am a fan of Madonna. I would say my favourite eras is probably the erotica era. And then also when Madonna did the whole Ali G music era, I don't know what you would define that as. So with that being said, Jada Essence Hall, I mean, sex on legs, like, whoa. Like, when she came out with a suitcase, love to see that. Widow doing a full-on somersault and cussing out Gwen Stefani. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. How can I not notice yeah. that when Gwen is, like, one of my all-time icons? Uh, okay, now you're educating me on something, Drag Race. Yeah, okay, I the table's feel like I am now the Drag Race <laughs> expert. <laughs> and also, I think my favourite line from that is when she's like, I kissed Britney and Christina and I liked it, Katy Perry. I mean, it was the lyrics were so good on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... There's no denying why it's our top spot, right? Every single queen was good. Like you said, Jada serves sex. Gigi serves stunts. Jan serves choreo. Crystal, okay, you know how I feel about that crystal bit. I mean, the memes alone. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's our that's our top one. I think it's unanimous between us, right, Uma? Yeah, I think we're ending on a very positive feminist note because another expert quote that I pulled out, <laughs> um, Heidi closes the musical by saying... The most controversial thing that Madonna's done is stick around. Isn't that just the tea? That's the tea. But do you know what? I don't think we're ever going to get Madonna on this show now after what? <laughs> after this musical, I think she's looked at that and gone, nah, do you know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, after season 13's drought of guest star judges, I mean, they're going to have to put out the stops for season 14, so. But then the last that I saw is Madonna on crutches. I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, hold it there, Rumar, okay? Because we don't have time to be diving into Madonna's history when it comes to crutches, okay? Uh, we have an ad break now, and we'll be back right after this to speak to our special guest star and to spill the tea on what we want to see from future musicals. Did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? <gasps> I did not. Tell me more. They enjoy the full, uncensored episodes of Snatched. <gasps> I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits benefits all the time and the memberships are available anywhere in the world and we love an international hunt so make sure you sign up and join our growing community of lgbtq plus people just like you learn more and sign up at gaytimesplus.com that's gaytimesplus.com click click and we're back and it's time for our special guest star and i can reveal it's none other than Gigi good star of Drag Race Season 12, and the winner of Madonna the Unauthorized Rusical. We reflect on her iconic performance as unapologetic era Madonna, and that, that reaction from Jan. <sighs> Face crack. Face crack. Hi, Gigi. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? How are you doing? Good morning, Sam. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. 
Oh, thank you for joining us. So obviously we have ranked Madonna the Rusical at our number one spot, right? We've been reflecting on all of the Drag Race Rusicals for this episode of Snatched, and Umar and I came to the unanimous decision that it was just the all-time best. I mean, do you agree with our pick there? I absolutely love that. Well, you know what? Honestly, after watching... Because like at the time... In the moment, I'm very hard on myself and I'm like, yeah, that was good. And I guess I won, but maybe someone else should have won. And maybe that wasn't the best. And now when I watch back all the other rusicals, to me, like the only rusical that does compare is Rats the Rusical from UK. I, I just loved that one. I thought that was so much fun. But in terms of all around rusicals, I would definitely have to say the Madonna unauthorized rusical was the best. Yeah. I mean, you won. I think that was a great decision. You deserved it. Um, <laughs> oh, but I think this musical in particular, that like there were so many queens who were strong, like as mm-hmm. well as your accurate portrayal of Madonna in that era, you know, uh, you gave her some stunts and uh, yes. Jake's sex. Crystal was just absolutely fucking bonkers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, why, yes. Why, do you, <laughs> why do you think you had so much praise from fans? I think that people were surprised, honestly, because I I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. I didn't really necessarily um, flaunt all of that um, prior to that challenge uh, in the show. And I knew in my head, I was like, okay, I'm probably going to have to win this challenge only because I know that we're working with six tall, muscular men and I weigh 115 pounds. So I'm going to get thrown around. I want to be thrown around and do flips and tossed in the air and caught in their arm. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm in the air longer than I'm on the ground, I'll probably win. <laughs> and you did. You were thrown into the air. You, you yes. literally were. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a blast. I got you. Gotta love a tall, muscular man who can just toss you into the rafters. <laughs> and it's funny because originally you didn't want unapologetic Madonna, right? You wanted Cobra. Well, look where it got you. I feel like I'm a broken record when I say this, but at the time, Madonna was not like I didn't know everything about Madonna until I got back from the show and like told my friends what the musical was, and they were like, "Bitch, you got to do your homework." And I have, but the only reason I wanted the cone bra Madonna was because of the look. I was the most familiar with that look. It's the Jean-Paul Gaultier. And then, you know, um, thank God I didn't get that part because first of all, I probably wouldn't have won. And second of all, that ponytail was made for Brita Filter, not me. (laughs) What is it actually like then doing a rusical? Because from a viewer's standpoint, everything is just so fast paced and it looks like you're rehearsing Mm -hmm. for five minutes. So how much time do you actually get rehearsing? We got a good amount of time to rehearse it. I mean, at the end of the day, the producers and the judges want a good show to be put on. So we rehearsed enough to get it to be a good show. And it is really very rapid. Like you are like waiting on the side of the stage for the girl in front of you to get off so you can run on and do your part, then run off so the next girl can come on. You know, it's like, it's all one continuous thing. And it was really fun because, you know, That aspect, among lots of other aspects of the show, is something that you watch as a fan, and then you you are wondering, like, how is that done? Or I wonder what that's like. And, I mean, performing 15 feet in front of RuPaul and Michelle Visage and the judges is quite intimidating. But, you know, it was so much fun. Uh, I I, I, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to get up on that main stage. 
and to perform in front of those people staring at you like that. <laughs> Terror. And I'm going to pick your brain now, right? So as a, as a yeah. contestant and a fan, do you think that a rusical... How do I put that? Right. Do you think it needs to be like a pop culture moment? Like it needs to pay tribute to pop culture to be a success? Because there have been some in the past, like... So there was like the Farmer Rusical one, right? I have no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. But like Madonna and Cher and Kardashians were also successful. I think that it should kind of pay tribute to pop culture in some way. Like I said, Rats the Rusical from UK I thought was really good because obviously it's making fun of cats, you know, and everyone's cringe around that. And, they, you know, it was it's fun to make fun of something that you know is, you know kind of rotted in some sense but um yeah farmer musicals didn't make any sense it, i didn't i honestly don't even remember that one really i feel like i remember violet tchotchke going tighter 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 with the belt and that's about all i remember and even like 13 like what was 13's musical the social media musical was kind of odd to me you know like i'm waiting for them to do a britney musical i think that that would be absolutely so made she's had so many different eras that they could portray might get in trouble but you know, maybe that's why they haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. Or a Gaga one. I think Gaga would be great. A Gaga one would be really fun. A Dolly one would be really fun. Oh my God. I would love to have done a Dolly one. Okay. So tell me, what didn't we see? Have you got any tea from behind the scenes that didn't make it? Fans love this shit. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, like, I, I wish they would have shown more of the rehearsal because like watching Widow and Heidi and like Jan- like watching all these girls just turn their pussies out was so fun and the reactions were so fun, but there weren't any cameras there because we were just rehearsing. But I mean, some of these girls were really pulling out the stunts here and I guess, I, I, I mean, I guess mine were stuntier. <laughs> Can we please reflect on that Jan moment, right? Because your you're winning the challenge led to one of the most memed moments in Drag Race history. When you were on the stage and you won and you turned around, did you see our expression and did you think, fuck? Uh, the first thing I did was turn to look at Jan's face. The first thing. Well, and it wasn't, it wasn't when I was announced the winner. It was when she was announced safe. So right. like... As soon as she was announced safe, my first thought was, oh my God, look at Jan's face immediately. And my second thought was, wait, that means that I probably won. <laughs> and so I was like, oh no. But you can, I, I remember so, like, of course you see the picture, it's burned into everyone's memory. But I remember seeing that face in person from 10 feet away just by like <laughs> turning down the line. And I just, I saw it just like deadpan but good for her for making merch out of it making a moment out of it that's the thing about this show is that there are so many girls who had and and jan didn't even flop in this challenge but like for example pheromone in the in her all-stars talent show when she maybe didn't do too well if that bitch had capitalized on that and made it funny and made it merch and made fun of herself I think that she would have had a completely different run after the show. And so it's, I think it's so important to not take these things too seriously and just like make fun of yourself. (laughs) You're literally on a show full of drag queens, AKA party clowns. Like there's no point in getting too pressed about any of this stuff. Yeah. Make that money. Put Mm -hmm. it on, do what you can Mm -hmm. do. Cause I bet Jan's swimming in her thousands of 
dollars. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Who do you think is, other than yourself as Madonna, who do you think has given the all-time best musical performance? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I wish I could say Simone, but that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I always remember Adore. Always. I always remember Courtney. I don't really think anyone from the Cher Rusical really turned it that hard. <laughs> I'll have to say Adore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have her, when you love me. You love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuck in my head every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine being 10 feet away from the actual face crack of Jan. I mean, it's something like the Medusa where you look at it and you turn into stone. <laughs> Uma, I'm not joking. I was about to say Medusa. I, we're on the same wavelength here. I'm like, oh my god. I can't believe it's that the you. chemistry, babe. We have <laughs> the same brain. Um... <laughs> it's a chemistry, but also you stole my line. Oh my god. <laughs> you stole my look. Um, no, I mean, that is a timeless moment i feel yeah. like you couldn't script it it was just yeah yeah and do you know what do you know what jan's right you know what i mean like you don't even need to win a challenge these days in order to become iconic i mean like we said jan has got money a lot of money from that moment i mean good on her <laughs> and i think i i liked what Gigi said about the whole pheromone example it's like mm. it's like the whole saying if you've got 15 minutes of fame I mean, no drag queen on the show ever gets 15 minutes of fame. I mean, their fame is... Two and a half. Two and a half minutes. No, I was going to say it's infinite because the thing is, it's like if you have that golden moment or that catchphrase, capitalise on it, honey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she said in Futuristical, she wants to see Dolly Parton pay tribute to and also Britney. So I want to ask you, who do you think is in desperate need of a rusical? That they're really good examples. Okay, Gigi, the producer. I think Dolly would be good. Britney would be more of my thing. I don't know how they would handle the delicacy, yeah. conservatorship, drama. But I think... I think it's too soon at the moment for a Britney musical. Maybe too soon. But then you never know. I feel like Drag Race gets politics really well. So when it comes to... I think it was like season 12, where it was like, go out and vote. I think Drag Race does have that like political social commentary undertone and that they do really well. So you never know if they did a Britney musical, it could be powerful enough to lift that conservatorship and free her. So maybe, maybe we should do it. Okay, all right. That's yeah. That those were really powerful words. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to see uh, Lady <laughs> Gaga. <laughs> I just don't think I don't think a rusical is going to help uh, Britney uh, get out of her conservatorship. But I like the optimism behind it. Yeah, but I agree. It, ne- it needs to be handled delicately. But also, I want to see Lady Gaga. All right. There's loads of different Ooh. eras we can see. You know, Born This Way, The Fame, Chromatica, Joanne, A Star Is Born. Ooh. I mean, it needs to happen. I like that, and I feel like with Gaga as well. Because I think what um the what was it Kardashian the musical 
I liked the fact that other pop culture people came into it, like Lindsay and Paris and Britney. So when, I think with Britney, you could have like a Christina Aguilera and a Madonna and who else? Like you could have like guest appearances. So I think that'd be quite fun. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, uh, on the topic of celebrities, our next week's episode, we'll be reflecting on the staple maxi challenge, Snatch Game, where we will be joined by another special guest star. Uma, say goodbye. Wow, the octave range on that one. Wow. Um, goodbye, my friend. Bye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. And remember, you can find more information at gaytimesplus.com.